and welcome to the Pet Cash Bottom. I'm your host, Andrew Pet Cash. This is the 19th episode of my series where I interview founders, investors, athletes, and the smartest people in sports. Today was a fun one. We had Sean Clifford on. He's one of the most decorated quarterbacks in Penn State history. He also just recently sold his agency, Limitless NIL, in a multi-million dollar deal to Team Group Holdings. We talk about a little bit of his career at Penn State, obviously the creation, scaling, and now exit of Limitless NIL, which has 50 50 athlete clients, uh, tons of brands, and uh, they have really cool initiatives set up to really educate college athletes, help them make money, and then leverage it into the next phase of their career. You're going to really enjoy this conversation. So many cool things, especially around the business of an athlete. Let's dive in. Sean, what's up, brother? Appreciate you coming on the podcast. I uh, I know you have the question first. We were talking about this pre, so I'm going to let you <laughs> kick it off for us here today. No, I appreciate it, Andrew. And seriously, I mean, what you're doing for the sports industry, for for us as entrepreneurs to, to look at and, and keep up with everybody else, it's really incredible. So it's an honor to be on this pod. I, I cannot appreciate tell it. you enough how much I, this this means to me. I think it's Super dope what you're doing. You're really changing the industry in a good way. Uh, a couple precursors since I'm outside. Um, I love it. If you hear a, a uh, you know a, a cop car or you know a dog barking, hear you a, hear a UFO maybe these days. We don't know. Yeah, what's you going never on. know. You <laughs> never know. But uh, in Florida right now, training and also working, so just enjoying time uh, and really just just grinding. So it's been it's been pretty pretty fun. Um, but no, my first question, I, you know, right before we started, I said, why not just start recording it? So what's your thoughts on this whole AI movement? Like, what are you doing to adjust? I mean, obviously, it doesn't take away creativity from the human mind. But at the same time, you know, it's it's got to be. I'm using ChatGPT to do yeah. things. So how, how, what's your thoughts on it? How do you use it? How do you not use it? Yeah, I love it. Well, ChatGPT, and first off, appreciate all the kind words, but going back, Chat GPT, um, I honestly, it was like a blessing and a curse in two ways, and I'll, I'll explain. The blessing is it's definitely eased the creative process for me a little bit, where it's made things easier, where I'm just like, I need something quick, or you know, I need to shoot an email, and boom, here's the criteria, plug in place. So I think that's gonna change the game from that standpoint. But where I've been also optimistic is that I've been, you know, like the threads I do, or some of the posts I put out on LinkedIn or Twitter, I was like, let's see if it can create one or let's see if it can even find some of this info and it couldn't do it. And I was like, let's go. That means someone can't just come in and like kind of, you know, just use chat GPT or AI. Um, So so I don't know, but it's going to be crazy to see where it is in five or 10 years. Like there's scary components, but I also think control it, harness it, let Elon Musk tell us what to do and and, uh, and we'll be good. But, yeah, but yeah, I was I was actually watching yeah, one of my favorite entrepreneurs is Alex Ramosi. Um, I think that he's just insane. But at the same time, I think that he does some really cool work. But he was talking about chat. And I mean, we're on version what, 12, 13, 14 of the iPhone. Yeah. And chat's on version about to roll out four. I mean, it just rolled out four. I just got that premium version. But yeah. Just imagine what version 15 16 is it going to be human is it i don't know what's going to happen but i'm here for it i, I think it's cool i think it's interesting but it's it's crazy. so cool it's so crazy. cool i mean think about this like video games 20 years ago i mean they were like little pixels when i was growing up you're like right i mean this is cool but you go back and play you're like yo this was crap and then now the games are so realistic and 
I was talking with David, uh, uh, Dave Anderson on the podcast the other day, and he was talking about how they're trying to get like Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams like start to get biomechanics to make guys run how they run in like real yeah. life in the games. And I'm like, yo, this stuff is getting that's crazy. Wild. No, but, it's and it's going to be cool. I think that that's that's going to be the fun part is the, who can get most creative with it. I can't wait to see that. I mean, I think it's going to be really cool to see some some engineers are going to get really popular really fast, and it's going to be really cool to see it. Yeah, it is. Are you using any AI for your training? Um, I think that's a perfect gateway right into, you know, just finished yeah. up your career at Penn State. What do you got going on? Um, yeah. And, and that whole route. And then we'll just we'll keep it light this whole time, man, and, and have some fun with it. Yeah, cool. So just, I mean, so playing the Rose Bowl, I'll kind of give you a breakdown of, of where I've been at. Playing the Rose Bowl, it was amazing. Everything I could ask for in a game, um, you know, Utah, got to give it to them. Hell of a team. Really enjoyed playing them. Um, got a, a lot of mutual respect for them, um, but came away with the dub. And uh, it was just so cool to see a culmination of a lot of hard work by a lot of great men in that locker room come together. Um, you know, we, we had really high hopes for the season, I think even higher than the Rose Bowl. But, I mean, it's the granddaddy of them all. Can't be yeah. too mad about it. I, I, was, I was glad we finished on a high note. It was cool to be able to come off the field and see – all my teammates' smiling faces, and just, you know, it, it, that was a very cool moment for me. You know, I, I usually, I really don't like to make it anything about me whatsoever, but it really wasn't. Um, when I was walking off, it was really looking at all the fans and looking yeah. at all my, all my teammates, and I really got to take that mental picture in my head of that moment that I, I mean, no one can ever recreate. Not even AI. No, yeah. Nothing. Nobody no. in the world can recreate that picture in my mind, which is is really cool. So, I, I mean, I appreciate Penn State. I appreciate the fan base. I appreciate the family. I'll always be a Penn Stater, and it's it, it was a great career. One that you know I think was definitely ready to to be done. But man, a lot of memories. A lot of really cool memories. So. Yeah, that's and dude, you got to play with your brother. How was that? Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the biggest blessings, um, if not the biggest, is the opportunity. I mean, Liam and I, we really got close when he was in eighth grade and I was a senior in high school. That was when we really started to become super close. And then I left for college, and so we never got to play on the same team. We never mm. were able to experience that together, um, even in middle school, you know, all the way back. We were never on the same team, not football, basketball, anything that we played. It was always – you know him looking up to me and, and me trying to coach him up and to see him come to Penn State and be able to play with him on the same team man it's it's something that you really can't put into words just because I got so much mutual respect for what he did you know he got there on his own you know had a bunch of scholarship offers chose to come to Penn State because he wanted to be a part of that family I know he made the right decision obviously yeah. um, and, I, and he knows he did too you know, those, those two years, you know, the first year just having him around and, and being, a, you know, going to dinner all the time and him coming over to my house, me even stopping at his dorm and seeing him, and it was just such a blast. And then this past year, what we've gone through together of creating a business and, and doing some things off the field, and it really grew our relationship. He's my best friend in the world. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for, for anything. It was just the best experience ever. Kind of interesting on that because my brother, I have two younger brothers. One's two years, one's four years younger. So the middle one I always got to play with, but then the youngest one I didn't. So it's cool you kind of, because of the fifth year right. um, and, and the whole extra year you got to play. Going into that a little bit, 
you know, what did you see change from your time? And, and obviously NIL is going to play into this, and that's where I'm kind of leading. But, right. you know, what did you see change from the time you got there to when you finished, you know, taking out all the, the pandemic and all that craziness? What was the difference in just college athletics? Really, I had a nine-year full-circle college experience, and I'll, and I'll explain why yeah. that's the case. Um, I got to play for Penn State and be a part of that team for six years, but I committed, which is unheard of nowadays, I committed my sophomore year going into my junior year of summer. Wow. Um, I committed to Penn State. I didn't look back, and I did. You know, I took no other phone calls. I loved everything about it. That was... My dad, he, he, he suggested to me, hey, you know, I started getting offers after my freshman year, uh, or I got one offer after my freshman year, and then I got a bunch after my sophomore season on varsity. And I was blessed to be able to be in that position. And he said, you know what would be smart is we take this tour, you know, we go across the country, whatever you need to do to find your spot. But in the end, let's commit to a school, and you could be a leader in that recruiting process. You could be a leader for the guys coming in, a uh, leader, you know, be an extension of the coaching staff, and really be able to help Coach Franklin and build build a class that you want to be a part of. Um, see the guys that are coming in the building, see the guys who are you know coming on the recruiting trips, and and have an impact in some sort of way. So I committed very very early with that plan in mind, and I'm so glad I did. I got to meet. So many great players and some of my best yeah. friends in the world. I got to, you know, I, I remember like it was yesterday, you know, KJ Hamler sending him edits of us two playing in Beaver Stadium. And then Tariq Castro Fields calling me the day of signing day, saying that he's coming, <laughs> one of my best friends in the world. So it it was moments like that that I'm, I, at the time, I didn't know exactly, you know, Dad, I want to go on all these visits. But, man, I, I'm so happy that I committed early and, chose the Penn State family yeah. really. You took a different route than me, man. I, I used all five of my official visits. I went yeah. out and made sure I was partying at all of them, having a good time. <laughs> I said, I'm going to max it out, and then I'll pick. And then it ended up – I ended up going to prep school, and it was a whole crazy situation. So I actually got more than five because um, gotcha. of that. But uh, – and you got to play with, with our uh, our guy Adam Brenneman a little that, bit. So no, I, I, didn't, I didn't get Did to play, play with him. I didn't get to play – I'm not that old. No, no oh, offense to Adam, but I'm not that old. I'm I not that old. Adam, Adam is a little older. He feels like our age, but he's, you know. Yeah, he's a great dude, He's and he's crushing it right now, which crushing. is awesome to see. I think he's doing some special things, too, um, in the industry. I think he's going to be, you know, what he's doing um, with his company and, and himself. I think that it's going to be cool to watch him, fellow Penn Stater, so it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and I think that kind of leads us perfectly into kind of the NIL route yeah. and how that – is you know expanding these horizons because even I came out of it right before Adam came out of it right before and yep. now it's like someone like yourself that actually used name image and likeness and that ability to bolster forward and I think it's just you know what's your experience around it you know what are you seeing what was the benefits wherever you want to go with right it. so just going back to, to where we kind of started so I committed early and so I saw the true, like the last kind of true form of recruiting, you know, coming to the visits and seeing the facilities and being a part, you know, getting on, getting and sitting on a panel of, of the different players who are, who are there and being able to talk to them about their experiences and what are the dorms like? What is the, what are the parties like? What, what's the, what's the atmosphere like? What's, what's Beaver Stadium like? What are the coaching staffs like? But now it's, it's shifted. It's a lot more about, What's this? What's this cash look like? Yeah. What can they do for me for my brand? Which, no harm, no foul. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it's different. 
you know, I, I committed off the truest form. I committed because I loved the school. I committed because I love Penn State. And I'm not saying that people aren't doing that still. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. When there's millions of dollars being thrown around to a 16, 17-year-old kid, it influences decisions. I know yeah. it, w- it would have influenced mine. I'm not going to be naive to say it wouldn't have. So I don't know. It's a different world. I would love to, to really sit down um, you know, with a couple of the kids that I'm seeing getting these multi, multi-million dollar deals. I've talked to recruits and, and people that have you know, been a part yeah. of the recruiting process now. It definitely is different. But I would, I would love to talk to some of the kids that are getting these super mm-hmm. crazy lucrative deals and just see where their head's at because that's the first and f- first thing that I feel like we are kind of losing in the college sports realm right now. And I, and I love that Penn State's not completely falling into that trap. They're helping you know, athletes see what they can do at Penn State. There's a lot of opportunities. I think that they're going to be a front runner. But you know, across the country, there's just a lot of cases of – you know what's happening? Is there bad actors in right. play? How is how are kids going to deal with the pressure now? Okay, your contract is quite literally out there, and you're 17 years old, and now you got to commit <laughs> to a school and perform. And if you don't, what happens? It's it's a lot of pressure. It really is. Yeah. What do you think about something or someone like Jaden Rashada? Yeah. That whole you know 13 million or whatever to go to Florida backs out. Now he's at Arizona State, and they're saying he's not even getting any money there. Yeah. Like, I don't know the whole story, but, like, you know, what, what are your thoughts kind of on that space? That's crazy. I just remember, I just remember, for me, when I was at that stage, I was just excited to go to school. I was excited to go to college. I was excited to play in front of 100,000 people. So the fact that now he has to go through this and all of his business is out there. There's not one thing that is not shown He's on social, and and that's good, and building his brand and everything in between, which is great. I'm not saying that's not great, but it's just not as pure. It's it's not the the true college recruiting experience. It's not, man. I I want to play in the blue and white, or I want to play in you know the 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 crimson. I I want to play at LSU because of X Y Z because the coaching staff appreciates me and loves me. I'm not saying that the coaching staffs aren't, but at the same time, is it is it true? Is it pure? Is it is it, or is it just money nowadays? And that's yeah. where I think there's going to have to be regulations. I think that there's the NCAA has got to kind of address what's going on a little bit better in my mind. They can't just stand and, and be on the sideline anymore. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to do something because if not, it's going to get into a – I mean, we talked about the Wild Wild West. Yeah. It, it's, it could be a slippery slope. So I, I just hope that the decision yeah. makers are going to make the right decision for the kids. Well, what are some of those things off the top of your head that you think the NCAA or regulating bodies could do to make sure you know it doesn't go down that slippery slope? Yeah, I think it always starts with communication. Everything starts with the communication. And so for me, some sort of alliance, I was a part of a group that tried to create some sort of association this past summer. It kind of fell through. I didn't, you know, I didn't appreciate how it went through. Um, but at the same time, I learned a lot about what an association would look like. Um, I don't think that there's any, it's it's any time to unionize. I think that that would be a, a different world and really not one that college sports needs right now. Not good, no. It, no. But I think just communication. I think it starts with some sort of form or some sort of organization that, I mean, think about it this way. I'm going to the NFL now. 
once I get to the NFL, there's the NFLPA, and they help me assist my journey. They tell me about the, the good, the bad, the ugly of, of the journey, what I'm going to deal with, where I can, who I can go to. In this period of time, I gotta I gotta figure it out, right? I gotta I gotta make that transition. But it's helpful to have all those different people in my corner, um, and and really in it for the right reasons. So I think that that's kind of the next step is who's gonna step up as that group to bridge the gap between this high school to college transition because yeah. right now everybody is recruiting dollars. I'm trying to get the five star. I'm trying to get the four star. I gotta, I gotta meet certain requirements for, for you know, the AD wants us to bring in this, these people or this money and or what, whatever is going on um, at, at each specific school. So, I think that there needs to be a third party that really comes in and says, hey, we're here for you because we know what you're going through, and that's where I think it's going to start. And just from a communication perspective, somebody that we can. These, these young kids can lean on and really yeah. get help from. That that would be cool to see. And I, th- I think it, I, it's definitely got to come down the pipe pretty soon. Yeah, the communication piece is key because it's like everyone's kind of in their own lane. Players are on their own right now. Coaches are on their own. Athletic departments, right. collectives. It's like how do you communicate between all the groups without unionizing to make it happen? But on that front, and this will kind of lead us right into some of the cool developments you have with your business, mm-hmm. Limitless NIL, but it all starts back, and I'll let you kind of tell the story because I'm sure there's some gaps right. uh, in what I'm even going to say here. But essentially, when you jumped into NIL, you had some problems with the agency model and how they were handling your business. And so instead of just trying to find the right solution, you just said, I'm going to be the solution right. and set it up. Uh, so I'm you know, super curious to learn about that process and you know where it's headed, where it's going, and, and some of the recent developments. Yeah, just to give a little background for anybody who doesn't know. So I started... My journey with NIL, like everybody else, July 1st, 2021. Two years prior, I had a class with a buddy who's now our director of brand relations and works for the company and is part of it, and he's a great dude. His name's Trevor Robinson. In that class, two years before, we had a creative advertising class, and we were tasked with um, the assignment to recreate a brand. And instead of recreating another person's brand or a company's brand, we recreated the Sean Clifford brand for the project. So we did all the brand spot, we did all the, the, the logo design and the merchandising and everything, and it really got me hyped about NIL. It got me hyped about sports marketing. I thought that it was so cool to be able to, to really bring your ideas to life and become a true entrepreneur. We got an A on the project on top of that, so it went really well. Let's go. But uh, So that was two years prior. So when July 1st hit, I quite literally picked up the phone and called Trevor, and I said, hey, man, what – what are you doing right now? You know, it's been a little bit since we talked because with COVID it got pushed. So yeah. I said, hey, what are you doing right now? I would love some support. I don't want to jump into an agency just because I don't want to sign anything currently. I, I want to keep everything open, but I, I really want a manager, somebody who can just help me with time time management, understand my day-to-day, be you know a young guy who understands what's going on. And so Trevor was there for me all that 2021 year, and it was great. You know, I, I had no distractions during the season. I was able to fulfill NIL requirements that I had and make some money and develop my brand and everything like that in between. So when I made the decision to come back for my sixth year, I, I wanted to do it differently just because I didn't want to go with an agency. I wanted to go with something that I could create because I knew that 
I was hearing what was being said in the locker room. I was hearing what other sports groups were talking about. I was in, you know, ADLI, the the, the athlete development leadership right. institution for, for Penn State, and I was hearing inklings of a little bit of everything, what the coaches want, what the AD is talking about, what the players are talking about. So I felt like I was in a really good position to make that move and to be able to support athletes on a different level. So we took our first client was Jair Brown, love him to death um, for for taking the jump and being with us. Um, grew it from Jair to, you know, 3, 5, 10, 15, and we just have been expanding ever since. But we really created a company that was for the player, by the player, for the athlete, by the athlete mentality. I, I brought in people that I felt understood athletes, either former athletes or understood them um, on, a, on a deeper basis. When it came to employees, I ran the team the same way that the Penn State football program was ran, with team meetings and, and uh, making sure that people were on time and accountable and everything in between. So I really wanted to create that workforce that resembled a football team or you know a sports team. And we did that in, in year one. I think that we had a a really fun year. I think that we did some really cool partnerships and we got to talk to so many different people and I got to meet people like you and, and, and the yeah. likes of sports industry leaders across the country and really be able to cement my name as somebody who's trying to be an entrepreneur in this space. And then I met Pat Waters, who is a part of team and is our CEO now currently because Pat came to us and it, it just started with merchandising actually. It was just a quick conversation. I met him through another friend um, and he came up to our office and at the time, funny story, so we were in, I, I lived at the Yards uh, at Old State, which is, you know, this really nice complex, uh, a nice apartment and then in the summer there's really no one there because it's State College. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes home. Right. So I went ahead and called up the Yards and said, hey, you have this area, the the, the big... Um, What's it, like the lobby and you have the, the, the guest house in the area where, you know, there's a big office space and all these different offices. So I called the yards and I said, there's not many people around. Can we use it as our own office space, like operate out of there? And not saying that we're going to kick people out, but like we'll just be in there every day. Is that OK? So we use that as our office space. So Pat Waters rolls up and he's pretty impressed with how we're operating. We have athletes coming in and out, we're taking pictures, we're doing photo shoots. There's, you know, I'm in I'm in one room, we have a conference going in the other room. There's a lot going on. So he was like, "Okay, these these guys are doing it differently. Um, this team's doing it really differently, which was cool. Um, and I appreciate everybody that's came through and been a part of the Limitless team. It's been really cool to to see the growth of what we've been able to do. Um, but over time, Pat just saw that vision, and he wanted to be a part of it on a very you know different level. Um, so, you know, we got a we got a an offer that we really couldn't pass up. I won't go into the to the numbers too deep. I know that a lot of people have been wondering, you know, what did that deal look like? And I can you know I can speak on it now. You know, I, I I'm now positioned on a on a board of a C corp for team. I, I'm going to be able to make decisions for student athletes going forward that I know will help us. Um, I know will position us in the right way. It was a I'll, I'll just call it out. I'm not going to say the number, but it was a multi million dollar buyout opportunity for me and my team that I could distribute that equity pool with. Now that we're in, you know, we have an equity pool with team. Um, we were able to position ourselves very well um, 
for the future, for our financial future, and the budgeting, and the and just everything in between um, to really fundraise this correctly and make sure that the athletes are getting what they need. Um, because I felt like, although we did a lot of good, we fell short a lot of the times um, with some athletes. And and you know, it's part of being a startup. You're not going to be perfect. I understood that. I had to come to terms with that because I wanted everybody to get the best experience. But sometimes, you know as you're trying to scale and you're trying to grow and you're trying to talk to more athletes, some things slip through the cracks. So it was one of those things where I knew that I needed more help. I needed more assistance with what my biggest plans were. Um, and that's where the partnership with team came, came to fruition. And, uh, it's, it's been really cool. Um, and, and so we're, you know, rebranding it. Um, we're really trying to build this out. We're, we're actually going to go off of a, a new system. Um, when, when anybody asks what, how limitless goes about their business, it's off of the four E system. It's education, execute or education exercise execution and exit and so in those four steps we're going to be able to educate our athletes on on nil and their brand and everything in between we're going to be able to exercise with them to really help them with their their schedule their content schedule their time management be able to put people in place so that way they don't have to worry about it as much pretty much take a lot of burden off their back and then execute obviously on brand deals and merchandising and everything in between that they want to accomplish you know opening up their own business whatever it might be we're going to be able to have those tools and then exit and that's something that is very personal to me um, and will be developed over time but it's going to be that plan of okay it's your senior year you're you might not want to go pro or you might not have the opportunity to go into the professional division what's next and that's going to be that exit same way a company exits is is i want to be able to to help athletes make that transition so we have a lot of big plans it's cool to be able to talk about it publicly now because it's been hush hush for months but yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun dude i i love it man that that's awesome great shit honestly thank you i uh i know we pushed this podcast back to allow you so i'm glad you just have that little segment there i mean i love what you guys are doing i've loved what you have done uh, but i guess kind of go into and i know you laid out the four pillars but like, say you, you bring Jair in or you're bringing a new Penn State athlete in, mm-hmm. like just kind of walk through like an example of like some of the things that it would look like. I think a lot of people are always curious of like, okay, an athlete's making NIL money, but how, like, what does it look like throughout that whole step? What's really going into this process that you're pushing them through towards exit, as you call yeah, it? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's, it's the four E's like I talked about. So that first part of education is really that onboarding, you know, meeting the team, understanding who we are, taking brand surveys, scheduling appointments with our financial arm, which is Beacon Point, which is a partnership that I'm really you know, proud of. They started with us from the jump and it's only going to get better. Um, it's actually with one of my best friends. His name's Matt Bockhorst. Um, he went to St. Xavier High School with me. He was my left tackle. So he had my blind side back then, and now he's got my client's blind side now. That's kind of the thing that we've been going off of. But Beacon Point's been able to provide financial literacy and education for all of our athletes for free. And, you know, usually it's a a pretty pretty hefty cost to get into an advisory firm like that, and they lower all their costs. They want to help athletes. They want to be there for athletes uh, moving forward. They want to be there for influencers as well. Anybody um, that is trying to really navigate this landscape, you know, I appreciate what Beacon Point's done. So they're going to be, you know, right right on the onboarding um, portion. You schedule a meeting with, you know, Matt and his team and get free guidance and investment opportunities and, and what have you, kind of see where you're at. 
uh, schedule, you know, meetings with our team for the brand strategy workshop. You know, Aeneas Hawkins, who is a former Penn State athlete with us, awesome dude. He's going to be breaking down everybody's brands and really helping you understand, okay, what is it about your brand that you really want to really amplify? You know, what are your mission? What is your vision? What is your goals? What is your values? Um, you know, what's your target audience? The, th- the, the things that, you know, people don't talk about because they're a lot of people, you know, get so caught up in the money. Well, you know, how can we build on your brand all the goals and dreams and aspirations that you have so that way you can attain them? Um, and so being able to do that and then, you know, from that, you know, exercising portion of, of hawk getting with people and being able to really dive into everything, then it's that execution. And that's where, you know, being able to opt into opportunities that you see fit, um, being able to have you know, whatever it might be, merchandising opportunities, marketing opportunities, social media, social media management opportunities, what the, the world is really limitless when it comes to that. And, and that's what is so is so exciting about NIL is it's really whatever you make of it. It's it's if you could be as little involved as possible or you could change your life and create a company. Um, so that's really the the the, yeah. the vision that I have. I want I want every athlete to see the same vision that I I, I, I saw um, with Limitless. I want everybody to be able to create whatever they want, um, whatever their goals are, and I want to be that that arm um, to be able to kind of assist you every single step of the way. So, yeah, I'm curious on like what learning curves did you have to go through at all? Like when you're going through yeah. this process, I went through it. Me and Adam Brenneman, we talk about this. Like, there's a lot. You know, what what were some of those for you throughout this whole process from athlete to entrepreneur to investor, yep. you know, the full scope to building a business? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's that financial literacy education. And it's that there's a difference between your day to day as an athlete and your day to day as an entrepreneur, because it's one thing to be able to go about your day and work out and, and, and get your film in and, and be able to be with the team. And it's, it's a tough life. Like it definitely is. But when you add that extra layer of, okay, now I'm got to talk to this company by myself and I have to negotiate this deal. And I also want to do Sean Clifford t-shirts and I want to do, you know, I want to do lessons for younger athletes. How, how do I navigate all this? I want to do so much. Like how do I put the time and the scheduling and the effort in and that's what I really created in 2021 for myself and that's what I want to now create for hundreds of athletes moving forward so that's awesome yeah and then you're an angel investor in strive yeah which uh super cool what is it like compression tech yeah it's tight pants very cool and then the then the player's wallet Yep. If you can just give any on the investor side, because that's a whole different you know side of the equation than even why you chose equity over endorsement for those. Yeah, I think that private equity is a fun, obviously very um, you know lucrative, but at times scary place to yeah. navigate. You know, there's a lot that can go good, it can go wrong, and I just find it very interesting. You know, as a business owner, as somebody who created something from nothing. I just appreciate a good idea. I appreciate a good company. I appreciate, you know, I think I've learned over time what what makes a good company. Um, You know, I always thought it was all, you know, you have the best product and it's this and that. But realistically it's it's the people it's the it's the service it's the the sales team it's the the founders it's the people behind the scenes that are running it that really make it go and i just found that so interesting and as i've grown my mind and and continue 
to grow. Um, learning mm -hmm. ton from, you know, people like you who, you know, have so much knowledge in this space and are learning alongside. I think that's the beauty of this is it's different than football. Mm -hmm. It's different than, you know, it's a new challenge that I've never seen before. You know, football, it makes reading cover four pretty pretty simple um, when you're doing all this on the side. So I think that's been the biggest thing for me, um, being able to balance it myself. I've, you know, I created the team that I have so that way I could step away when I need to and do what I need to do to pursue, you know, the, the sport that I love. And I've been able to do that. You know, I haven't missed the meeting. I haven't been, a I haven't, I have, I've been able to pursue my NFL career now and, and work out all morning. I mean, we were talking about my schedule, you know, waking up early in the morning, checking some emails, then going to, to work out, getting my nutrition in, and then coming back, and then working out here from, you know, 3 o'clock to whatever time I got to close my laptop. But it's really it's really about, you know, how, how do you allocate your time? Um, that's what I've learned is, is I thought it was going to be a lot harder, but when you have passion for everything that you do it's really easy because it's just fun it's just what you do every day so it's it's been a it's blast fun. i think that's the one nice thing too about nil just even athletes in business is now it's you use the ath athletics to push forward and find that entrepreneurship or that passion and then you can so you never really are in something that you don't like right. you know i went from playing to doing something i like and there wasn't ever like a job or something in between i I dislike so I think that's a huge advantage but I guess Sean here is I try to keep him around 30 35 minutes um, any you know future initiatives you mentioned the NFL and you know what you got going on and then obviously anything you know you want to talk about or shout out and, and your socials and all that yeah you know the floor is yours yeah I really I think that that's my number one goal right now and that's what's on my mind um, you know now that I have this team around me quite literally team you know the parent yeah. company and <laughs> The, the team that I have at Limitless, I'm able to pursue that NFL dream wholeheartedly. Um, so I'm, I'm working toward it. I want, I, I want it more than anything in the world. I think that it really is goes back to when I was a kid watching you know the NFL and watching the greats play and just seeing the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's and now you know it's right in front of me to be able to be a part of that, that league and that group. Uh, it's it's really not about the money. It's it's not about the the fame and the fortune and all that. It's about that six year old, seven year old kid who who chose this lifestyle and chose the opportunity to play play football, um, accomplishing that dream. So that's where you know my head's at. You know I, I'm still working, still doing limitless because it's fun. You know instead of video games, I just do work and ideate and get to have fun with my company and talk to people like you. But you know in the end. I, I really do want to keep pursuing that, um, and I want to. I want to continue to be a beacon of light for anybody else who's who's in this space and in the sports industry because I think it's the coolest industry in the world. I really do. I think it's. It I think it's the epitome of bringing everybody together. That's what sports is, and Coach Franklin actually said it the best back in 2020, um, and and when we were missing football and missing sports, is. The locker room is really the melting pot of of the world. Um, it's where you know guys, girls come together. They don't look at race. They don't look at religion. They don't look at you know your background, where you're from, how much money your parents made. It's all about team. It's all about the person next to you and how can you support them in every sh shape or form. Um, and and that's what I love about sports. That's what I love about athletes. I think we're all wired that way and. That's what that's what's gonna make this this really 
go in the yeah. future. And I, I got high hopes for the sports industry moving forward. Shit, shit, dude. You gave me some goosebumps there. That was spot on. It is what sports is. I always say it's like the complete mixing of all the things you said, but also where you find the most elite performers physically, athletically, right. mentally, to overcome adversity, and then also, you know, the smart where they can jump right into the boardroom or a business or investing, and they seem to become pretty successful. So, Sean, I guess just to close this out, any of your socials where people can find you, more about team, Limitless NIL, um, yep. that would be awesome. Yeah, you can find, you know, Limitless at Limitless NIL pretty much every, on every platform. Um, and then my socials is just SeanCliff14 across the board. Just using the 14, I don't know what number I'm about to be, but it'll be SeanCliff14 <laughs> on socials. So. Four, 14 is the best number. You can uh, <laughs> see it I right love there. it. The Boston so, 14. Go ahead. Got to. 14 is the best, but appreciate it, Sean. No, thank you, Andrew.